What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. My name is Adrian Finch, and I am your host, as always. Hello. Happy Wednesday. And welcome to another solo episode. I think I didn't do a solo episode for two weeks, if I'm correct. Um, but here we are still in quarantine. As always, I hope you guys are doing well. It's been it's been an okay time for me, I will say. Um, can't complain too much. And actually, today I'm going to talk about something that has made my quarantine a little bit more fun. So as you probably noticed by the title of this episode... We're actually going to do something a little bit different today and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a case study on something that happened in my own life. So I actually went from zero to over 400,000 followers on this app called TikTok, if you know what that is, in less than a month. Now, this is a little bit different. I haven't talked about, you know, a whole lot of content creation and building an audience, building a following because, of course, that's not primarily what this show is about. But the reason that I want to come on today and talk about this situation is number one, because I'm going to be giving you guys kind of seven tips and tricks and sort of hacks for growing on social media, but also just for gaining an audience. I think a lot of these tips, even though they're going to be, you know, in relation to my growth on TikTok, can be relevant and put to use in any sort of content creation. And even keeping in mind that if you're not a content creator, everything that you create for a business or during school, you're still having to market yourself. You're still having to market a product or a service. Um, and so you're needing to tell a story and you're needing to still put yourself out there and gain customers or gain buyers or gain followers or gain listeners, whatever it is, whatever medium you have. A lot of these tips are universal. And other than that, I think it's just an interesting, fun story. And I think that it's kind of, you know, it says a lot about the mindset. Like I'll go into kind of why this even happened and how this happened, but I will attribute a lot of this quick growth to kind of my mindset and manifesting and like not worrying about the outcome, basically starting posting on this app without caring if it worked or not. And it's just insane the difference that you feel when you let go of the outcome and you let go of the how and the when and you just do something and you just like enjoy that moment. It's crazy the amount of success and abundance that can just fall right into your lap when that's the way that you're thinking. And so I just want to share this story with you guys and, you know, share this journey and share my tips and tricks for growing on a social media platform, especially TikTok, very quickly. So without further ado, this is episode 52 of the Self-Made CEO podcast. Stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. All right, you guys. So welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. As I already mentioned, today we're talking about how I went from zero to over 400,000 followers on TikTok in less than one month. 
That kind of growth is insanity. (laughs) I have so many feelings about it. And, you know, I just think that TikTok is such a unique platform right now. A lot of social media has changed over time. The algorithms have changed. It's been harder and harder to grow because the market is so saturated. And if you guys know or have known me for a while, um, you know that I have created YouTube videos for the last about five years and it's been my primary job my primary source of income and part of that I would say is because I got in at a really good time where there were definitely people on YouTube big creators with lots of followers creating content regularly but it was not yet so you know mainstream and known across the world the way that it is now when I first started it was still the kind of conversation where I'd go up to you know a family friend and they'd be like wait you make YouTube videos can you make money doing that I don't get it and I feel like influencer marketing has evolved and grown so much since I started in 2015 Um, and now a lot more people I think are familiar with it and even though some people are still like what I don't get it how do you make money I think that the concept and like the fact that it exists is just a lot more known in general. So it's been really cool to see how that's evolved over time. Um, But TikTok, I feel like even though it's not a brand new platform, I feel like it is still in that ripe kind of new phase of being able to do whatever they want in terms of the algorithm. They don't have ad spending yet in a way that is affecting what videos are seen, which ones aren't, you know, and I, I find that right now it's anyone is able to blow up. It doesn't really matter who you are, if you start with followers or not, a video can go viral tomorrow. And I think that's so incredible. It gives so many people this opportunity to grow big on social media where that opportunity has not been presented as much as it has in the past. Um, So I just, I will get into kind of how this happened, but to start, no, it is not clickbait. I literally did go from zero to 400,000 in such a short amount of time. And how that kind of looked was that in March. So this is like when quarantine happened, you guys. It's crazy. In March, I kind of decided, okay, I want to be TikTok famous. And it was sort of a joke. It was kind of this running joke because we knew that people could blow up on TikTok. So my friends and I would kind of be like, oh, like, let's make TikTok accounts and blow up. Like, let's do it, you know? And it was sort of this thing we joked about not thinking it could necessarily happen. I mean, knowing that it could happen, the possibility was there. But were we going to actually take it seriously and try? Eh, probably not. And aside from that, actually, I just, I tried probably three separate times to download TikTok and really be into it, like to be into the content. And I didn't quite understand what all the hype was about until my third time downloading it. And if you guys don't know, TikTok is a short form video app. So basically users can upload anywhere from one second to 60 seconds of a video with audio and what it is is if you knew what vine was back before it shut down it's basically a combination of vine and what musically was so musically was the app that tiktok bought which had a lot of lip singing and dancing and a lot of musical things so they've kind of combined that with the concept that vine was which is like short comedy sketches and funny things and now tiktok has become a platform where anyone in any industry can create videos about what they do there's a lot of you know funny comedy stuff there's dancing there's singing any kind of talent there's artists but there are also people teaching things there are cooks and workout videos and you know basically you can find anything on tiktok and i find myself scrolling for literally hours and hours and hours i finally kind of understand okay this is genuinely entertaining in a way that like Instagram isn't you know because it's just photos this is like short videos you know you're only committing to watching one minute at most 
And so it presents this really like interesting, unique opportunity. So in March, I was like, okay, I finally get it. Started scrolling, started getting addicted. And on March 10th, I hit 1,000 followers. And this was just from creating random videos. Like, to be quite honest, they were not good. These videos, and I'm a, I'm, you know, I know how to create good videos. And I was just not. There was bad lighting. It was just like, there was no kind of common thread. I was just creating videos for the sake of doing it for fun. And I just want to say, though, that that was so refreshing. As someone who's a creative for a living, it's hard to you know, channel my creativity and do something for just fun. I'm always thinking about business and money and how can I leverage this and this should be better and being a perfectionist. This was just me goofing off for the fun of it. So, you know, I do understand why at first I wasn't growing. I wasn't really trying to and I was posting kind of terrible things, like really terrible lighting, just not great. (laughs) Um, But then I ended up having one video that went viral, so to speak, and no one is exactly sure what the term is really referring to when you say, I went viral. To me, that just means exponentially gaining views or followers or, you know, likes and and engagement in a short amount of time. So I saw one of my videos go from zero to like 20,000 views to 50,000 views to 150,000 views in a very short progression. Um, So I had my first video that went viral and then what I found is I didn't gain a ton of followers from that because I didn't have any other similar videos, right? So we'll talk about this later about how like what gets someone to follow a page or what gets someone to want to see more of your stuff Um, because once I kind of figured that out, I was able to sort of repeat this process, which I'll tell you about. But but back to kind of these milestones because I just want you guys to have a layout of really how quickly this happened and how incredible that is and I'm not trying to toot my own horn I'm actually trying to teach you guys because I had no idea that this was possible and I think that any of you could create this same kind of success right now so March 10th a thousand followers fast forward about a month almost a month later April 3rd I had 4,000 followers so that first month was like not really steady growth because I still didn't really know what I was posting I had had one viral video then I decided to fully lean into what that video was And that video was things that are weird. I tend to just have these weird thoughts about the world and no one really ever understands what I'm saying. They're like, are you on drugs? No. Okay, cool. And I started posting these little rants about things that are weird in the world, which, you know, I think is funny. And it seems like people resonated. They were like, I think of that stuff too. And everyone makes fun of me. And finally someone understands. So I kind of feel like I found my people. So what I did is I kept posting those types of videos And before I knew it, I was gaining rapid follower growth. So from April 3rd to April 10th, I went from 4,000 to 40,000 in just seven days, one week. I hit a thousand, sorry, I hit a hundred thousand followers on April 19th. So just 10 days after that, I was at a hundred thousand followers. And then just 10 days after that, I was at 200,000 followers. And then just four or five days after that, I hit 300. And here we are on May 5th. I hit 300,000 on May 1st. And last night, May 4th, I hit 400,000. So this is insane growth. I'm still like wrapping my head around it. It's a little bit insane, like truly. But again, I want to talk about this right now while it's all fresh in my head, these strategies that I've kind of used to grow because you guys can use these strategies to grow as well wherever your audience needs growth, whether it's social media, your email list, customers. These strategies are 
you know, strategies that are universal for hooking people in and getting people engaged. So without further ado, you guys, I'm just going to get right on into those seven tips and tricks. So tip number one is to stick to one thing. So, okay, social media didn't used to be like this where you kind of had to have this niche, right? I think that it used to sort of be like, oh, people like you for you no matter what you post. They want to follow you. And it's not that that isn't the case anymore. I think people still do like you for you and want to follow you. But the truth is just that social media is so saturated and there are so many people that people want to follow that unless you have kind of one common thread, it's just hard for people to stay hooked. Our attention spans are short. There's so much content we can absorb. So at the end of the day, it's like you might be the coolest person in the world, but what's going to keep someone hooked to just you and not like all these other people as well? And I think that something that helps with that 100% is sticking to a niche, a niche, 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 however you want to say it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's like consumers are a little bit more picky now about who they do and don't follow because there are so many people they want to follow and we don't like our feeds being totally overcrowded and, you know, all of that. So, but what I find is that the number one thing that makes someone follow is when they know what they're getting, right? So people are inclined to follow you if they know what to expect from your page. They know that, okay, if I'm likely to like all of her videos – then it's worth following her. But if there are going to be some that I might not like or some that are different, eh, I don't know if I want her like blowing up my feed, right? So what I ask you guys to do is like think about yourself on an app. And, you know, let's just talk in terms of social media because that's what this particular um, episode is talking about with my case study. But you can, you know, think about this in terms of anything. But think about how you act as a consumer, And you should always be thinking that way when you're making any type of business decision or career decision. How would you be in the other person's shoes? So if you're selling a product, you want to put yourself in the customer's shoes and think, would I buy this? Did that convince me that I should buy it? Did that, was that a good sales pitch? Was that a good video? You know, so with TikTok, I kind of put myself in other people's shoes and I thought, okay, what makes me follow someone? And I started observing my own behaviors with follows, like, What happens when I follow someone on TikTok? Why did I follow them? And what I realized is that usually what would happen is a video would show up on my recommended, which is called the For You page on TikTok. And if I really loved the video, I would click on the person's profile. Then what I found is if I saw other videos that are very similar to that video, if I was like, oh, okay, this is a cool, like funny singing video, and I go to their profile and it's like all singing videos, I'm like, cool, I liked this, so I want to follow. If I went to their profile and it was all videos about how to take out your garbage, I'd be like, okay, I'm not that interested. This is more of like a one-off video that I loved, right? But you want to know what you're getting. And people can figure out what you're getting, what they're getting, by going to your profile and seeing what other content is there. And if people really love a video and then you lean into that and do more and more and more of that, people are going to be more inclined to follow. So... Basically, the point of that is to stick to one thing. And just so that you guys know, this doesn't mean that you have to only do one kind of video ever or only do one kind of product or one kind of, you know, photo. This means like stick to a niche, but then be able to branch out. So for me, I do like things that are weird and I also do like fun facts. But what I can do is I can do like 
fun facts about love, fun facts about psychology, fun facts about dreams. And I have found that all of these categories still have the same success. So if you're someone, you know, you want to make cooking videos, then it's like you can do different kinds of cooking videos. You can do recipes and how-tos, but then you could also do like a cooking challenge video. You know, there are different types of things you can do within the same niche. So don't let it completely put you in a box, but definitely stick to the same kind of content. If you do cooking, stick with cooking. If you're a dancer, stick with dancing. If you're a singer, so on and so forth. We're gonna take a really quick break and we will be back with the next tip. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Tip number two is to create opportunities for engagement. So what you guys want to do is have the content be something that people would want to tag people in or send to people, like something that's very shareable, something that's like relatable, like, oh my God, I need to show this to someone right now, right? And again, think back to your own consumer habits. What makes you want to share something or what makes you want to send a video to a friend and then mimic those same patterns in your own content or your own marketing right because what we do know is that a lot of engagement on a post in a short amount of time is one of the best ways to let TikTok or any app for that matter know that your video is popular and they should therefore push it out to even more people and then that's actually how something goes viral is that you know it's exponential the more views comments likes shares the more it's pushed right away right so if you're getting all these at the very start then TikTok or the app will push it farther and it'll just continue to grow exponentially. So then you ask, but Adrian, how do we create opportunities for engagement? Great question. So basically, I like to slyly put kind of little interactive parts into my videos. So for example, one time I was making a TikTok explaining how I come up with all these weird things because I kept getting comments saying like, where do you even think of these? Oh my gosh. And so I was explaining to people that, you know, if you think about anything in the whole world, too literally like you overthink it if you think about it for too long it just becomes weird so I then gave an example and I made the example be this I said think about doing anything think about if you're commenting on this video right now which you should you are literally pushing buttons that have abstract symbols on them that when placed together form a longer abstract symbol that you are then submitting through this like intangible internet sphere so that it lands on a video so that other human beings can interpret what those abstract symbols mean and it's going to reflect a direct thought that you had. I know if your brain cells are like goodbye that was too confusing. That's kind of the point though. It, that's the weird stuff that I talk about on my videos. But the point is the very sly creative thing that I did was I said like if you're commenting on this video which you should and it was insane how many people commented on the video. Because not only did they want to think about themselves typing on an abstract keyboard, but it was just a fun way to engage. 
So what's another way to create engagement? Well, create any type of content that the audience can actually directly participate in. So I did another video that was like, would you rather, and I named two things. I said, would you rather do this or do this? Whichever one you guys vote for, I will do in my next video. So as you can imagine, there were thousands of comments because everyone wanted to vote. So that's just like creating something that, you know, people can participate in. You can also create reasons for them to get in discussions or debates in the comments with each other. And, you know, that's kind of a no-brainer. Create opportunities for engagement, but be intentional about it. Don't just be like, what's your favorite food, right? If it has nothing to do with the content. Okay, tip number three is to use a series format. I think that this 100% helped my growth and what I mean by that is if you are doing a certain series like things that are weird part one things that are weird part two or mind-blowing facts part seven if you say like part one part two part three it implies that there will be more of it coming and it also implies that there was more before the one that they saw let's say they let's say they get like part five on their for you page they're thinking oh wow I liked that there's also part one two three four I should go watch those now so if a person who sees your video and likes it they'll be more inclined to follow you because, again, they know what to expect and they want to see more. And if you don't do that, they may think it was a one-off funny video and they may not think you'll ever do it again. And so they might not follow. They might still follow, but they could not, right? So, and I already kind of told you guys my example. My first viral video, which was one of my earliest ones, I didn't gain a ton of followers. And it was because I didn't have much content on my page. But I especially didn't have content that was similar to that video. So once that video went viral, I was like, all right, I'm going to lean into this. I kept building off that and I created the next parts two, three, four, five, et cetera. And by the time the next video went viral, I gained a lot more followers because they were able to go back to my profile and watch more of them and then decide to follow. Tip number four is to put a very clear or intriguing title at the start of the video and make it your cover. That's very specific to TikTok, but this can also be applicable to literally anything you guys are doing. I know I talked about this in my story branding episode, but you guys want to simplify the viewer's process. You don't want them to have to, you know, stress out or overthink while they're watching your content. You want it to be very clear what it's about right from the start and flow nicely. You don't want to make them wonder what it's about or make them wait too long. If you wait like 10 or 15 seconds into the video before you're explaining what it is, people are going to lose interest and scroll past, right? So just let people know again what to expect in the video and then you'll be good. Okay, tip number four. Nope, tip number five. (laughs) This is for TikTok specifically again, uh, but, you know, could be applicable anywhere else. Post three or more times a day, but try not to post less than that. I will say this is very specific to TikTok. I have yet to figure out if with YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all the other platforms, whether posting often is good or not good. At the end of the day, I think that it's great because there's so much content out there that you could spend so long working on a video and upload it and then people are already like moved on to the next stuff, right? So the more you're pumping out content, I think the better. However, you do have to kind of create this balance between just putting out videos just to put out videos versus putting out meaningful content that you've thought through that you really think will impact people, right? 
But with TikTok, the more you're on the app and the and like the more that you're uploading, the more that they will favor you. And that's what I have seen. They want to see that you're consistently uploading. They want to see that you're active, that you your videos have continued to get views because they want people to stay on the app. So it's like they almost want you to get big. Like they want to see you succeed, which is so refreshing and so something that I feel like I have not seen in so long with social media platforms. YouTube could not give a crap anymore whether we succeed or not. I would like to think. Um, Yeah, so, you know, they want to keep users on the app. So if you are creating videos that are getting exponential views and you are continuing to create more and more and more, they're going to want to push you because they want viewers to stay on the app. Number six is to use hashtags. So on TikTok, hashtags are a big thing. I think on different social media platforms, they can mean different things. Sometimes I find that they're not useful at all. Sometimes I find that they are. But on TikTok, it's still a platform where hashtags are very useful in terms of discoverability. But the one piece of advice that I would say is only use hashtags that actually pertain to your video. So every day there are kind of these trending hashtags on TikTok. And some people just slap them all on their video because they just want it to be seen. But if it doesn't actually pertain to your video, it confuses TikTok. You want to let them know what your video is actually about so that they can start recommending your video to users who will actually like your content. Versus if you're just slapping random hashtags on it, it's just going to get lumped into this pile of like millions of videos. And some people might see it that aren't really trying to see it, like that, that may not like it the most. So it's actually to your benefit to only put hashtags that are actually relevant to your video. And then tip number seven, my final tip is to have fun with it. And this is, this goes for anything. Have fun with content you're making. I just want to mention really quick that I genuinely believe that one of the reasons this has worked for me is because I went into this with no resistance. I went into this with no stress. I thought to myself, hey, would it be cool to blow up on TikTok? Absolutely. Is it okay if I don't? Absolutely. But I almost went into it just thinking I'm going to blow up though. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to get hesitant to try something new or take a risk because at the end of the day, the videos are only one minute long. So I'm not really taking that big of a risk. I'm not wasting that much time. So I kind of went into it with this attitude of just like, hey, I really think this could work and I'm not stressed about it. And if it doesn't work, who cares? This is a fun quarantine little side hobby and we'll see what happens. And I just want to you know, really emphasize that point because I think when it comes to manifesting anything in our lives, I say this all the time, it's so important to not let the potential outcome affect you, right? It's it's hard sometimes as the stakes go up for things that you want, it's harder to let go of the outcome and I completely understand that. But the only way for manifestation to constantly work for you is you just have to let go. You just have to trust and believe that the thing that you desire will come to you. You just have to say, I have this amazing thing. I have a huge following on TikTok. You got to just say it and be it till you believe it. And that's how these things will happen. And I I will just say that I do think, you know, on top of all these strategies that were very important, I think that part of what let this just free flow into my life was feeling a lot more relaxed during quarantine just feeling like I can do something as a hobby because I have no other responsibilities besides work I can't hang out with friends you know I can't go to my gym so I'm just gonna have some fun and I'm just gonna lay back and just be funny and goofy and do whatever I want and not worry if it becomes something or not right so that is my little case study on becoming a little 
TikToker, I guess, new career path. No, um, it's so funny. My TikTok, my YouTube channel, and my podcast are all completely different audiences, completely different niches. Um, so if you guys go check out my TikTok, you'd probably be like, wait, what? Adrian is so weird. But those are all just different sides of me. Like this is very real Adrian, and that is very real Adrian too. Um, but it's just been so, so fun. I feel so grateful too that this has even happened. I can't even believe it. For five years I've been on YouTube. I just surpassed my YouTube subscribers in one month that I've been working on for five years. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, anyway, that actually wraps up this episode. I know it's a little bit of a shorter one, but I did just want to kind of give you that case study because I hit 400,000 last night and was very excited about it. Thank you guys all who came to my very first self-made masterclass. Um, it was last Tuesday. I'm going to be doing a weekly masterclass series. I will be updating you guys ASAP on when the next one's going to be. It's going to be next week, but I want to get some feedback on what days and times work best for you guys. So I'm going to be letting you guys know over on Instagram at the self-made CEO um, as soon as I know the dates and you guys can go ahead and sign up. You can either sign up for all of them or just specifically for some. You can also sign up for some one-on-one coaching and that is very exciting. Uh, I'm so, so happy and excited to get into that. So I'll be letting you guys know over there on Instagram. And by the time I talk to you next, we maybe will have had our second masterclass ever. So that's cool. Um, I hope you guys are having the best quarantine ever. And as always, feel free to email me. Feel free to DM me on Instagram and let's chat. Let's talk about your lives. Let's talk about your goals. Let's seize the freaking day. All right, you guys, I'll catch you in the next episode. Love you so much. Bye-bye. And now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby.